Welcome to the Get More Success Show. He's a guy who never measured a man's success by the size of his wife. It's showtime. 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 And now, here is your host, Warwick Mary. Welcome back to another episode of the Get More Success Show. I'm your host, Warwick Mary. Now, today we're talking to someone who knows how stuff is sold. She's an international buying or marketing or gr- she's a guru. She's going to tell us all about it. She's all the way from Minnesota. Please welcome Shauna Sukal. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be on your show. Oh, I don't know about an honor, but it's a pleasure at the very least, I'm sure. At the very least. We'll start there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, now I always start off with the, the one the mega question that I'll give to you now, and that is how do you define success in what you do and in your life? You know, that's such a good question. And I think if you asked me 10 years ago, it would be different. And 20 years ago, it'd be different still. But right now, um, the way I define success is uh, being at peace with the decisions that I've made. And um, of course, you know, there, are, there have to be, I have to pay bills and such. There's a financial component. Um, but being, being at peace with the decisions that got me to this point and uh, I think that's that's my answer. That's okay. What, that's what I'm with. No, that's a good one. So, what are are there any decisions that you've made that you aren't instantly at peace with that you think, oh, should I have done that? Horrible, horrible decisions <laughs> <laughs> that have caused me so much pain. But you know what? They got me here. And as I look back, like there was a time where I wanted to own my own expo, own my own show. So I'd have, you know, control. I had clients at the time. I had my own event planning company and I decided I don't want to be at the mercy of clients. And so I, I set out to create my own expo and boy, did it fail miserably and publicly and tragically and financially and pretty much every way. And it took me years to get over that. But uh, so what I tried to do to fix that was I tried it in another city. Like, well, we will learn from this and we'll do it again. No, no, that it was bad, 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 bad. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it took us, it took me years emotionally and, and my family years financially. But you know what, had I not taken that risk, um, I wouldn't have then a number of things that led to where I am today would never have happened. And I can guarantee you, I would not have launched the association that I, that I ended up launching. Uh, we can talk about that later, nor would I be a professional speaker today. Right. So, you know, I had to go through that as much as I wish I could wipe out that chapter of my life. <laughs> I had to go through it. And so I'm at peace with it now. Finally, it took a yeah, long time. So, so give us a, the high level rundown of, you know, the life of Shauna. <laughs> where did it start now you're from Colorado but when and you've started off um running events as a, a, a professional conference organizer kind of thing yeah yes I was a, a corporate planner in Colorado and I did that for seven years and then we before we had children we decided to come to Minnesota for two years and we're going on 20 now so that didn't work so well uh the two-year limit but I I decided before we had kids that I would try launching my own event business and I did that pretty successfully until expo gate uh but (laughs) but um in there uh toward the end of that run um i decided i wanted a better way to just connect and have conversations with people who are at a similar 
experience level and had similar experiences and so forth. So I, on, on LinkedIn, which was new at the time, 10 years ago, I, I launched this, this kind of this simple group for senior level planners with 10 years of, of experience or more. And it caught on like wildfire in a way I never anticipated. And, and uh, the smart thing I did was I got in front of it and acted like I planned it that way. <laughs> <laughs> this accident is mine. <laughs> yeah. And today it's a, it's a full-blown association primarily in North America. And it's got 2,600 members who are all planners with 10 years of experience or more in a conference and chapters and everything. And it's, it, it's been great. It's really, um, I don't run it today because my heart is really in, in speaking. So, but it, I love that I had some part in, in launching that. It's very cool. Fantastic. And so, and that was spin. Yeah. Spin yep. senior planners industry network. And so from spin, so you've now, so as I said on the introduction, you're sort of a buyer's marketing guru in your own words. Tell me what, what actually, what actually do you talk about? What is your area of expertise? <laughs> so what happened to kind of launch me into speaking was I created as part of spin. We had this, this private message board that was just planners and boy, would they let loose with the gripes and the complaints about salespeople. And it was the same gripes and complaints that I had had for, you know, 10, 15 years and, and nothing was changing because we were just telling each other. And so I decided to write a tell-all and that, that was my first book. It was called Planner Pet Peeves. And from that, the phone started ringing and hospitality companies, hotels and convention and visitor bureaus and so forth would say, would you come and talk to us? And I would say, no, 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 no. I like to be behind stage, not on it. But the more I did it from a point of, okay, I'll do this to help them. This is my whole point. I want to be helpful. And now um, it's my joy. And I, I want to be that bridge between buyers and sellers. And I realized that as a planner, I was really a buyer. I mean, we're all buyers in some, in, 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 to some degree, but I was a buyer for 20 years in the millions of US dollars. And so now my focus is primarily on, on salespeople and hospitality, but sales, I now talk to multiple industries and help them understand that changing buyer landscape and what they need to do to stay relevant. So, so, what are the, what are the, so just talking quickly about that, what are the three things that salespeople do wrong? Uh, cold calling. <laughs> cold calling doesn't work anymore. I've done extensive buyer studies and 96% of, of buyers don't pick up the phone anymore. It's just our culture. It's just who we are now. Uh, we're more of a uh, uh, technology, social media, electronics, texting, emailing culture now. And so that means that those salespeople are leaving 96 voicemails for every hundred calls they make and they never get returned phone calls. There's a better way to do it, which I, I help them kind of navigate that. Um, another thing that they do wrong is not differentiating themselves. And this has helped me as a speaker too, to help differentiate myself in, in the sea of other speakers that, that do what I do. And that's, they use the same language they uh, like in um, in their sales pitches, their marketing materials, and this is across all industries. There are certain buzzwords that we all use to some degree to help sell ourselves. Well, 
um, a lot of them overlap. Uh, you know, we're the best. We're we're the solution. We're most sought after, highly yes. rewarded. Blah blah. Number so you can always get the two brochures and swap the names, and it makes no difference. Yes. And I do that when I'm speaking. I I actually talk about examples like who who can tell the difference? If your buyer can't even tell the difference, then then you're a commodity and you're competing on price. Yeah. And sorry, but unless you are a commodity, unless you're selling widgets we don't want to compete on price. And so differentiating themselves and then how they go about connecting with people on social media, like LinkedIn and so forth is um, very generic. I get a lot of generic connection requests where they don't even say why they're connecting or how they know me. Um, And I'm a softie. I accept anyone who wants to connect with me because uh, I think we're all two or three degrees of separation away in hospitality anyway. Um, but just just uh, not starting a relationship, but really starting a pitch, and that's issue. Nobody wants to be pitched anymore. Yeah, and that's sure we have baseball here. Uh, you know, that's about. It. <laughs> yeah. So with um, social media, because social media is slowly evolving, and there seems to be more ads on it now, and there seems to be a lot of people who are essentially using social media, just going buy my stuff buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. So, does that work? No. Funny you should mention it. That Kelsey does not Brady. work. <laughs> I don't know how many different ways they think they can sell, say, buy my stuff and have it be, oh, well, this one's going to work. We'll change the background to blue. It's still, that's, that's what I call interruption marketing. We don't like it. We don't pay attention to it. In fact, there's never been a time in our culture where we're better at ignoring all the outside noise because we're bombarded every day by it. And so we have to approach this whole thing differently or you're just going to be ignored. And so I get a, my audiences are primarily frustrated salespeople who are tired of being ignored. And mm-hmm. there, there is a light at the end of the tunnel where, you know, there, there are absolutely things that are working today. And it's all about um, being a real human being when you approach someone, not a company. We highly, I don't know how it is in Australia, but here in, in North America, we highly distrust companies as a result of the recession. Right. We were burned by very large, prominent auto manufacturers, banks, it didn't matter. You were not too big to fail. And those companies got off scot-free and the consumer was left paying the price. And so we don't trust companies anymore. We trust people. And we want to form a relationship with a real human being, not a company per se anymore. Um, Unless it's, if you're talking about a brand and creating brand loyalty, that's a whole different beast. I'm talking about being a salesperson. So it has to be an actual conversation, not a pitch. Right. So how, how do you, so how would you use, it's not just social media because that's just another extension of multiple media formats because while we're good at ignoring social media, I can't remember the last time I've read a billboard and and cared. Um, If I'm watching television and a commercial comes on, I hit mute on my remote because it's an inconvenience to me. So how, how do we market in a way where we, we aren't ignored? Uh, You said before you want to stand out, you want to be in, be able to distinguish yourself. What are some of the other things you need to do? Well, there are a lot of things you can do. You can 
create your own social proof. So, so being on social doesn't mean that you always have to be saying, buy my stuff. You can, you can, um, in a targeted way, create strategically your own social proof so you're findable. And that's one of the things that I talk about. For example, if you're doing something where you have access to the buyer after the project, like an event, for example, um, now you do MC work. So what I would tell you is after that conference, when that meeting planner or the VP of sales or whoever it is comes up to you and they're so grateful and they're saying wonderful things to you, that's when I tell salespeople, pick up your phone, take out your phone and say, would you mind repeating that? Could I videotape you saying that? Yeah. And, and create a YouTube channel. YouTube is now the second most used search engine in the world after Google. Create your own YouTube channel and have testimonials from real life people videotaped on your phone, not on a real camera with a sound crew and everything. That's not authentic. But create testimonials that then are findable through hashtags, but also they're findable when some when you're in a conversation with someone and they're asking about what you do, you can send them links and say, you know, here's, here's a little bit about what I've done for people who are like you and use that as a kind of a third party endorsement of you. Yeah. Okay. So there are lots of, depending on the medium, there are a lot of things you, you can do to, to really start humanizing yourself, making yourself findable, building your credibility so that when, when you either reach out or someone reaches out to you, you can start a human conversation and be real, be flawed, be likable, all these things that you are in real life. Yeah. You know, you now get to be in your business, which I think it's a fantastic time. So in the past, we'd, you know, try and get into a company by doing cold calling and kicking through the door and go, here I am. So are you saying that basically now you've got to build your own presence and create enough stir in the marketplace? So when people go, oh, I need someone to host a conference, speak at a conference, buy a car from, buy a house from, that you've heard about them. So they're who you go, go to. Yes, it's, it's reputation, but it's also referrals and it's leveraging referrals to get into that company that you want. It's who do you know? LinkedIn is beautiful for this by, by searching for the company in LinkedIn, for example, you know, maybe you don't know anyone in that company, but it'll tell you who you know that knows them. Yeah. A funny example of that is, um, I was trying to get in, we've got this, this comp, uh, this, this restaurant chain here that, that only does wings, only chicken wings. And I wanted them as a sponsor at this event that I was doing. And so this is 10 years ago. I was calling, I was emailing the director of marketing and they're like, who, no, we don't know you. And then finally it occurred to me, I'll go on this new thing called LinkedIn and see what it can do. And it turns out my employee was roommates in college, the woman I was trying to reach and I didn't know it. <laughs> and so we are two to three degrees of separation from the person you want to meet. Yeah, it's yeah. just, you need to figure out how to do it and then get in the door, either through referral or through reputa reputation. Um, there are ways to send a cold email and get a response. Um, I, we can go into that if, you, if you'd like. I can give you know, some light tips on that if you want. But there are ways to do it. It's just not being pitchy, but yeah. being human. And, then, and, and that's the thing, isn't it? There is so many people lose the humanity in that quest for the deal or the quest for the, the money or whatever. You forget that you're actually doing business with another person. It's not a nameless entity robot. 
there is a person who will yes. read the email who has feelings and emotions and you basically need them to like you the very first thing. I call that the busyness bubble. Every buyer, all of us, we have this busyness bubble and buyers are great at staying busy and focused and staying in that professional persona, which makes it really easy for them to, to eliminate outside distractions like marketing pitches. And the way you break through that is there are a number of ways. One of them is by striking some sort of emotional chord or making them laugh, you know, breaking them out and reminding them that they're human by showing that you are. Yeah. And not being this, this fitting this professional mold that five, 10 years ago, we had to fit the professional mold to break through. Now, if you fit that professional mold, it's super easy to ignore you. So everything's so, different. Okay. Let's shift gears a little bit. So how do you get your business? You know, you've obviously created a brand in this industry as the, uh, the buying guru. Um, so do you, you obviously don't cold call cause you know, it doesn't work. So how do you get your business? Well, when I, I, I follow the, the referral chain, certainly. So if I'm, if I'm speaking and someone in the audience, you know, writes me a nice note or, or fills out one of my evaluation forms, following up and, and just saying, hey, asking for help is extremely humanizing, but salespeople rarely do that. Hey, I, I see that you're with this company. I have been trying to meet people at, at similar companies. Do you know anyone who, who you might introduce me to? Asking for help is beautiful and humanizing. Also, if it's, if it's um, like a cold email, what I found is if I email out to people and I say, hire me, hire me, hire me, I get ignored. If I email them and I say, help me understand your process, then it's a question that bears a response and we're starting a conversation. Yeah. And if they respond, then it's writing a handwritten thank you note, which yeah. really makes you stand out and makes you memorable. Or at that point, I, I will send a book. I'll start a conversation. But it's always better if in the subject line of that email, I can reference somebody we both know or somebody who recommended I reach out to them or something that I have learned about them on LinkedIn, just some, some sort of a human connecting point. So they at least open my email yeah, yeah. or I reference their event, the name of their event, because then it pertains to them. And then, and then it's kind of once it's now getting them to even open the email yeah. and then it's yours to lose from there. Okay. So, and this podcast being all about the get more success, how's your success rate with Texas Hold'em? I understand you're a bit of a, <laughs> A card shark yourself there. Oh wow, that's pretty pretty good. So, boy, that all happened at uh, an industry conference where they were having a Texas Hold'em um, tournament, and I had just played occasionally. I wouldn't consider myself an ace or anything like that, but I played in this tournament and ended up winning. And the prize was a year later, a trip to the World Series of Poker main event in Las Vegas. So then I got good at it. <laughs> the first one was a strike of great luck. And then I made it my job for a year, not literally, um, but, but I made it my second job to study and learn and get really, really good at it. And um, that's benefited me well in business because I, I now can tell when someone's lying to me. <laughs> Or bluffing. <laughs> You'd like, let's, let's negotiate the deal. I'll just whip out the cards here. <laughs> <laughs> Pick a card. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> and I have to ask, 
Um, I understand you've got a couple of dogs. I'm a dog lover myself, Winston the Wonder Poodle. Uh, but you said you've got a couple of, couple of big dogs. What sort of dogs you got? Well, uh, Henry is my, I call him my director of marketing. I can't believe he hasn't, you know, laid out a couple of good yelps during the call because a leaf is blowing by or something. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. a golden retriever. And then um, we sadly just lost our black lab mix. Uh, we don't know exactly what she was, but yeah, we just lost her. So uh, we're, we're one big dog who's quite happy to be a solo dog right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, my uh, Winston's head of security. So uh, if anything goes off, he, he lets me know. Uh, and then he lets them in the house and loves them to death. That's just how yeah. he works. So, yeah, yeah, cool. Right, right. I love that. Shauna, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. If people want to get in touch with you, find out more about what you do and, and, and some of your messages. And, and ladies and gentlemen, go to a website and check out the, there's a little video on spades. It's worthwhile checking out. Not about cards. It's all about biobehavior. You've got to check it out. It's very, very good. Um, so how do, how do people get in touch with you? What's your website, et cetera? The website is my name, shaunasuko.com. And uh, they can reach me by phone or email from information on the site. They can connect with me certainly on LinkedIn uh, or social media, uh, however they want to connect. And me. as Shauna said earlier, don't just go, oh, connect. Put a little message and say, hi, Shauna. Heard you on the Get More Success show. Love to connect to you. Uh, because otherwise you get randoms coming up going, who the heck is this? Right, exactly. And I would love to connect with more Aussies or, or people wherever your audience is from. I would love that. Excellent. Shauna, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Appreciate it. You've been listening to another episode of the Get More Success Show. I've been your host, Warwick Mary. I look forward to your company next time. Thanks for listening to the Get More Success Show with Warwick Mary. Continue the conversation with other successful people over at getmoresuccess.com. That's where you'll find all the show notes as well as a link to our Facebook group that we'd love for you to join. Getmoresuccess.com is also where you'll find all the information you need to connect with me, your host, Warwick Merry. Thanks for listening, and until next time, enjoy your success. <laughs>